How's everybody doing? I know it's been a little bit. Uh, been working, doing some overtime in my work. And stuff's been keeping me kind of busy. But I found myself um, with a little bit of time here. So I hope everybody is doing good. I'm happy to say that I'm still alive and kicking. Um, this is Robert Carter, Robcast C19. Um, just talking to people about COVID, their experiences with COVID and their sickness that they had to go through and the things that may have happened, or maybe even the experience of other things that you've gone through that are traumatic or you just want to talk about. Maybe you have friends that may need to just tell their story, just to talk to someone. Just If you know those people or you are one of those persons, you can get a hold of me through my email, which is xxrobbertxx at icloud.com. You can leave a message on the podcast or whatever the case might be. With all of that said, um, just a short little thing. I do another (laughs) broadcast. I do Saturday devotions. Every Saturday is called Funny Saturday Devotions with the Regular Guy. LOL. It literally is the name of the podcast. So uh, if you want to do, you know, a devotion on Saturdays, I do one every Saturday. Um, My spiel with that is every Saturday for a whole year, I make up my own joke right then and there, impromptu, make up a joke and hope for the best. Uh, with that said, we'll continue on with uh, this podcast. Um, you know, just saying the word joke, let's say that. You know, I heard a guy say, I think God's just playing a big joke on me. Because he goes through tragedy and he comes out squeaky clean and it's happened several different times in his life and he's just like I think God is just playing a big joke on me and I want to say to you he's not playing a joke on you but dot 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 you know through all of this COVID thing for me that near death coma for you know I mean they put me in the coma it was over 17 days and the ferocious dreams during that 17 days. If you've listened to these podcasts, you're shaking your head yes. Yes, he's telling the truth. Those were some very terrible dreams. And the weird part is, is that I remember them by detail. Uh, Very vivid, very, very vivid. And even sometimes, just in the past, let's see, month and a half, I've actually realized that I had other dreams while I was in that state. Um, 
but they're 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 kind of foggy. But I remember, uh, like one time, I'll give you an example. When I went into that millionaire's house, I found his computer, and he was selling things online and stuff, and he had a system. And I hacked his computer, and I sold a. I mean, I didn't sell. I bought a whole bunch of cheap stuff online, and then I sold it, and I made like three million dollars just like that. Well, in that course of that time, and this is just in a dream, you guys. I just remembered this, and um. What it was was I took somebody else's merchandise and I sold it. Didn't know that. I didn't know what I was doing in the dream. And so he sent assassins after me to kill me. And they came and they tried to kill me. And right when they were going to kill me, some other assassin shows up and kills them instead. And then it kind of got weird, foggy. I can't, I don't remember... Um, much else except that somehow I survived and then after that that's when I went outside and saw my wife on the motorcycle so yeah there's another thing so anyway um, just just weird but I'm fully recovered I don't hallucinate or have any of that but I did have this thing happen and this guy came up to me at work and uh he had that fright in his eyes, uh, that, that fear that, or that fright. It's not, oh, I'm afraid. It's a fright of, oh my gosh, am I going to be like this forever? He had that in his eyes, and I was at work, and he looked at me, and he said, this, this, this he's just shaking his head, and he said, this, this long-term code is real, man. It's real, and he, every word he said was desperate he was really worried about it because it was affecting the way he was thinking and he didn't like it he was scared I know there's people out there that are afraid like that because when you have a job that uh, sees that you change that sees that you're thinking differently um, people do notice, I don't know, I, even in myself, people notice that I change in some ways. Um, yes, COVID, sometimes the effects of COVID does change. You change a little bit, you know. For me, I was battling coming out of it, you know. I had to get rid of, I was afraid I was going to be hallucinating the rest of my life for crying out loud, man. I couldn't get, get those stupid hallucinations even though I knew what they were. They were still coming, but thank God they're not there now. And I am really saying thank God for that. Um, some of the things that you go through, I since we last spoke, I was, you know, Lifting weights and trying to get strong. And one of the things I had to do was a physical test, actually, to get back to 
uh, uh, work, and I had had to climb ladders. Um, so one day I went to therapy, and they're all there, you know. I do my normal routine. I'd go in there and I'd get on the arm bike and I'd twist my arm bike with my arms and get my arms warmed up. And then I'd get on the foot one or do a little pedaling. And then it was time to go to work. And I would go and I would lift certain weights, you know, do certain exercises. I can't name them all, but um, I was getting up there. Shoot, now by now I'm... I'm at about eight pounds, okay, over my head, eight pounds, eight awesome pounds, okay, if you remember, two pounds made me cry, because, because I get a heart, I couldn't lift it over my head, so now I'm seeing progress, I'm seeing this progress, slow progress, but progress nonetheless, and I'm working on it, and working on it, and I'm the thing that's going through my head is you got to climb 30 sets of stairs. You got to climb up the stairs. You got to do um, straight up. It's right up the side of a wall. There's a ladder hanging out, sticking out from the wall. You got to climb right up that thing and then back down. And you got to do that five times. Yeah. Um, 30 steps. Okay, that uh, may not seem to like too much, you know. But when they took me out there, the first step was over two feet off the ground. And I had to lift my leg two feet off the ground to get my foot in that first step. And guess what? There was no way I could do it at this time. Yes, I was lifting weights, had over eight pounds, you know, I could push that over my head. And then for the pulling weights where I pulled up and worked on my shoulders, man, I was up to 15 pounds. You know, and then on my legs, I would do the leg press. And I was doing the leg press and I was at about 25 pounds, which is not much for legs, if any of you do legs. But for me, it was a lot. And I was doing it but I wasn't strong enough yet. And through the course of this time, I would go and I would work out every day. Um, And a funny thing is that they had a water aerobics. And I was real excited about that because, you know, it's easier. And I would go to therapy and they would say, oh, sorry, the pool's down. So just go ahead and get on a bike, you know, or something. And I would do that, you know, and then two days later I'd go back and for the pool. They did the pool twice a week. Well, to make a long story short, for two and a half months, their stinking swimming pool at the therapy center was down. Uh, I think I got in that pool twice. Um, But so they had this lady and she said, you know what? You just meet me at the rec center in town. And we'll do your therapy there. I'm like, oh, man, you bet. So that's what we did. And they had a lazy river. And I went and I walked on that lazy river. And I did floating. And I did, I got the floaties. And I did the paddling with my feet. And worked on my arms. And it felt so good. 
Sorry, had to take a drink of my coffee. Um, it felt so good, man. And I'm, you know, I'm progressing. But in the back of my mind, the only thing I'm thinking about is i got to climb that ladder. This is my point today. You know, my focus. When I was in the hospital, what was I focusing on? I was focusing on going home. I had to do whatever it took to get home. So now that I'm home, I'm dr- I gotta go to work, man. And so now I'm focusing on that ladder. And, you know, you can't, you gotta, you gotta not get frustrated. For me, that was the key thing because I'm like, man, I wanna climb that ladder so bad that, um, you know, that was my goal. Well, then when I went into therapy, um, I told them, I'm like, I want to go back to work. And they're like, well, you got to get strong. I said, I know. But can't we do like the back to work workout, you know? And they're like, just hold on a minute. First, let's see what we can do with your foot. And then they gave me a list of things that the therapist wanted to do before I even started doing the back to work working out Um, and I was doing some of it but it was very um, good therapy it was I mean anytime I have therapy that's where I'm going it was a great place they're great people I know those people because I've been there three times from different types of surgeries I had shoulder surgery on both shoulders uh, I can't remember what else it was that I did, but I've been in therapy several times. And I've been to other therapy centers. I must say this, okay? Um, and they were good people too, but this one was above board because the people, it was the people, okay? Um, it was the people. It was the guys and the girls that... Uh, worked there you can tell when somebody's genuine I mean everybody can tell that you know even your children can I mean I used to work at daycare <laughs> okay I got a long story I pray, prayed to God for patience boom I was a daycare teacher for three year olds um, don't want to get off subject but uh those children, even in that little daycare, those little precious jewels knew if you were sincere or if you were just a stupid babysitter. They knew. And that's the way I felt like when I went to this place, those people were sincere. They were sincere. It wasn't just all routine. How are you doing today? Today we're going to move your arm. You know, (laughs) there was no robots. They were genuinely sincere, talked all the time, you know, how therapists, they always um, keep a conversation with a third person, that kind of stuff. Um, It's part of their practice. They were great people, and I knew that they were genuine. However, they also genuinely told me I wasn't ready. (laughs) And I genuinely told them, get me ready. And they worked with me, but they didn't let me push them. 
but I let them push me. Whatever they wanted me to do, man, I let them push me, push me, push me, get me ready. And I feel like, you know what? Um, no, I didn't go back to work that week. I didn't go back to work the next week. I didn't go back to work the next week. But every week I did more and more exercise. You know, I never let them needle my foot anymore. Um, but they would use those electrical tins and put them on there and try to shock my nerve into feeling like it's alive and uh, things. And there was a couple times I put my heel on the ground and pulled backwards and they're like, oh, your foot moved. <laughs> and then I'd laugh. Um, and they're like, what? <laughs> and like I did that. I pushed my heel on the floor and pulled my foot back. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I think I saw your foot move. You know, and then something that was really, really neat to me was my therapist lady that uh, came in. So I had three different ones. The one I had was pregnant. She had to leave. She She's out. She had to go have her baby and go on all that stuff, which was sad to me because she was very good. Um, she knew my goals and she understood me. But I got this other lady that I knew. In fact, I even knew her husband. Um, But when I went to this person, I'm talking about all the stuff I went through with her. And she's like, "Uh uh-huh, what? Uh Uh-huh, what? And in the course of that, this therapist person, I'm not saying her name or where it was at or anything, she just said, um, let me turn my hearing aid up. And I'm like, what? She, says, she had hearing aids. I'm like, oh, she had hearing problems. And I knew before that she had a hard time hearing, but I didn't really know what. And then she told me, she said, I got COVID too. And she said when she got the COVID, it knocked her down, but it attacked her ears. And literally attacked her her head, and she had so much damage in her ears um, that it was, she said, almost irreversible. And they had to put, I don't know what it was. She signed up for this cochlea transplant. You guys may know what that is. Uh, anyway, she's telling me her story, and I'm like. There are other people that suffered. <laughs> and you know, sometimes when we suffer, we think we're the only ones. Really. It seems like there's a plan out there that, or that you know, perpetual voice in our head that you're the only one. This, you're, you're the only one suffering. Poor you, poor pitiful you. And I found out really fast that, uh, especially doing this podcast, I found out really, really, really fast that there were other people besides me. And that's when I started thinking about, I mean, my therapist had that ear damage and some other things that she went through. And uh, one of them was anger towards her husband because he got COVID. Uh, Two days later, he's eating pizza, you know. No problem, nothing happened, you know. And I might be partial to 
holding a grudge, but just out of just out of poking fun. You know, everybody went through it in a different way. And people received different kind of um, physical um, obstacles in their way. And mine was drop foot and all the muscles that were paralyzed while I was tr- they were trying to get oxygen in me and trying to get my feelings back and trying to get my foot back and trying to be able to lift weights to get my arms to move and my shoulders and everything. And still to this day, if I push it too hard with my exercise or my legs, they'll cramp right up. They will not work. I've got to take it slow. Still, um, obviously I'm working. I'm back to work. But at this time, since we left off, I wasn't back to work. And I was finding out that there were other people that were in pain and they were in suffering. And walking into that therapy center, there's people in there that were troopers, man. Um, I just think that the point that I was trying to make is that people, they suffered. And you may be one of those people that suffers as well and you may be thinking man why did this happen to me you know sometimes you need to understand that it's not necessarily the biggest question in the world which is why the most asked question in the world is why and I know I covered that in one of my podcasts but uh, the biggest thing is is that We, as human beings, when we go through a physical trial, emotional trial, uh, whatever you want to call it, trial, a lot of the times, like I feel in my life, is that the um, influences in this world, evil influence, uh, you know, some people say the devil made me do it, but he can only be one place at one time. So he wasn't worried about me, but he did have minions and angels working for him that in the spiritual realm, wherever you, whatever you think about that, that do plant negative things in your head and do try to influence you and try to discourage you and try to get you down. One of the tactics is isolation. But this week, when I was at therapy, you know, I saw this young girl. She must have been, I don't know, 13. And she came in there. She couldn't even drag her feet. And they had her in therapy. And they were strengthening her arms. And they put those braces on her her legs and she literally pulls herself up on this walker lifts herself off the ground on the walker and throws her feet in front of her 
and then leans forward and moves forward with the walker. That's the best way I can explain it. That young girl was smiling and she was happy and she was working. She was working and there's no, her legs look more like spaghetti noodles than they did legs. But she didn't care. She was doing it. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you know, if she can do it, I can. And I was so impressed with her um, confidence, I guess is the word, her courage. Courage is better. Because she was doing everything she possibly could, you know, just dragging her feet, just dragging them and using her muscles in her arms to pick herself up and throw her feet in front of her. Um, amazing. Just amazing. You know, and I'm sitting there working on her a stretchy band and there was another lady that had had a stroke. And... She's sitting over there, just working away, lifting weights, working her shoulders, her arms, her legs, everything. And come to find out, just a few months earlier, she was worse than I was. She couldn't lift her arms. She couldn't even talk. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I must be um, crazy to think that I'm the only one. Because I wasn't. And I started watching people and talking to people and finding out that people are uh, amazing. They were amazing. All the people that I was seeing were amazing. The therapists were amazing. The people that were coming into therapy, um, I'm seeing people just being courageous and my heart was quickened and my heart was strengthened in that way because I wasn't alone for one I saw the courage of others that had worse off situations than I did you know and yes I wanted to go to work but I decided to just stop saying oh I gotta go to work I gotta go to work and I started working out and doing it with the right heart doing what they were asking without resistance and you'll never believe it you guys but uh, before I knew it they're like well you just need to go through the test I'm like what and they said the work back to work test you need to go take your physical test and I'm like well if you think you know and they took me over to the ladder. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot, man. And I climbed that ladder up and down a few times. And I did it. But man, did it. I mean, I come off there, I think it was my 15th step or something like that. Up down, up, down, up, down. My third time down, I was started to see black dots and 
things. I'm like, okay, I gotta stop, you know. And I had to sit down a minute to regain my strength and composure. And it wasn't three weeks from that time that I was able to whip that bit ladder out, no problem. But it did take some time. Maybe in your relationship with uh, with God, if you have a relationship with God, that you know He He can answer every question of why. However, sometimes He allows your your struggles and your trials to allow you to get strength, to strengthen that working out and everything, all that builds character. We're seeing all those people and those working and trying so hard to do with the right attitude, their character and their person, personality, and who they were was beautiful. It was strength. And I could see their character was strong. Even if they're physically inept, as they worked, as they marched on, as they kept going, their character was shining through. And uh, I want to tell you that that was physical therapy. However, whatever trial you may be going through may not be a physical trial of your strength or it might be a testing of your brain you know you're testing somebody else that your trial you've got to take care of them or or you've got to help someone else and they just rub you raw and things are not the way it should be and blah 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 whatever the case might be I want to tell you today just keep going keep putting one foot in front of the other foot in front of the other foot and keep going start getting stronger and stronger uh, things that help me is emotionally and spiritually spiritually especially if reading the word of God and praying helps me spiritually and emotionally find somebody like minded look at other people um, help someone else get involved with somebody you know Um, there's all kinds of things you can do that way see what other people do find out what other people get strength from follow that path and I know that helped me a lot man I know it helped me a lot so again I appreciate you guys If you know somebody or you have had an experience with COVID or uh, the like, it doesn't have to be COVID. I know that uh, my wife just did an interview with a lady that had had cancer. She told her story on her podcast. My wife's podcast is this. I'll tell you what it is. It's capital M M M-Y-Z Ms 
capital L Y N, Ms. Lynn. And she gets people on her podcast. She told the other side of the ventilator side of my story uh, on her first two podcasts. And she's had several people come and she's interviewed them live, uh, telling their stories. And those are, are very inspirational, very inspiring stories. So if you want to hear an inspiring story, go to Ms. Lynn on Spotify or Anchor um, and you will find her podcast there and they're very encouraging they encourage me so with that today I hope that you are encouraged Uh, I'm getting ready to start interviews myself with people Um, I got some other things I want to say but I need to wait a while to say them because uh, I got to tread lightly on some things that have happened uh, concerning my job and stuff like that but I want you to know that I'm recovered and I thank all of you for loving me I thank all of you for your support uh, man I could have done it without any of you so with that said going to sign off here. Hope you have a wonderful day. God bless all of you. And we'll talk to you next week, next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.